This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. To your scriptures as we prepare to share with you the word of God. Get your paper Bibles out. We want to read together the word of the Lord. First Peter chapter number two. First Peter chapter number two. The word of the Lord reads on this wise from verse number one. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is uh, contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Let's go and rest right there. I want to lift up in your hearing uh, uh, a couple of verses that's going to share with you the text and the theme of this message. Verse number five says, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices that is acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And then verse number nine, once again, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you would show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want to talk to you this Father's Day from this message uh, that's going to prayerfully bless you and bless you right there in your house. I want to talk about Household priesthood. Household priesthood. That's right. Priesthood in the house. I want you to walk with me as we work this text. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, my prayer now is that you would now uh, cause yourself to be revealed to your people, and that you would reveal yourself right there where they are, in their homes, in their cars, wherever they're viewing this broadcast, wherever they're listening to this. I pray, God, that you would touch them right where they are. Cause them to know that they are an example in every area of their life, in business communities, in living community, in their residence, in the church, and wherever they go, that they are signed to represent you. Now cause this word to penetrate and permeate our hearts, cause us to be changed thereby. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen to God be the glory. Listen, I talked about something last week, and I want to uh, uh, extend this message from that thought from last week about leadership. 
how leadership is essential and leadership is a necessity and how also leadership evolves and is developed. Leadership is important in our day and time and where we live and we see the lack of leadership in many facets of life. We see the lack of leadership, but we also see prominent leadership arising to the occasion. To allow you to further understand what leadership is, at its core, leadership is influence. It is to influence one to move from one place to another or to go from here to there. That's what leadership is. It is movement, quantifiable movement. If you're going to be a leader, it is important that you understand that you take the brunt and the weight and the responsibility. It all falls on you. As a matter of fact, uh, who I call the apostle of leadership, John Maxwell says it like this. Everything rises and falls on leadership. It is taking the responsibility. It is leading the pack. It is leading the group. It is not simply telling someone what to do and barking a bunch of orders. It's not merely having the title or standing in the position. It is literally having the power to move something forward. What are you moving? If you're not moving anything, you're not leading anything. I want to further explain to you that leadership is essential because the absence of leadership leaves anarchy and chaos. When there's no leadership in place, everybody do what they want to do. The leader sets the vision, but not only sets the vision, but the leader manages how the vision is carried out. So when there is no leadership in place, guess what? People can create their own visions, which we'll call multiple visions or die vision. <laughs> multiple visions are in place. And then when there's no leadership in place, then there is no enforcement. If there's no enforcement, then there's chaos. Chaos comes when there is no leadership in place. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we are living in that very world. We're living in that very place. We can look on the news. We can look outside of our windows and we can see leadership or the lack thereof. Leadership, again, is not only just influence, but leadership is also the individuals or the systems that runs to a problem. Leadership is the solution to a problem. Leadership is the ones or the systems that run or chases problems. People who don't chase problems are not leaders. People who run from problems are something else. But it's leaders who are the solutionists, the strategists, those who look at problems and they search out for problems and they say, hey, how is it that we can fix this, repair this? What systems can we put in place to turn this over and to do something different? Leaders chase problems. If you're trying to run away from problems and try to get out of problems, you are actually counteracting the leadership ability that's inside of you. But if you're that individual that says, hey, come on, bring it on. I can take a lick and keep on ticking. You're that individual that welcomes problems because you know somewhere inside of you there are solutions. Brothers and sisters, it's unfortunate as we celebrate today, known as Father's Day, that we have seen the lack of leadership in homes. And may I suggest to you very humbly that the home is the final place of the final institution that can cause this whole world to turn around. I emphatically believe and without apology, I believe and concur that it is the house, it is the home, it is the parents, it is the children, it is the foundation and the institution of family in the home that can cause government to turn, that can cause the economy to turn, that will cause academics to turn, that can turn everything in this world upside down if we turn the house. 
Everybody's trying to turn the street, trying to turn the community. Everybody's trying to turn the government. We're trying to turn red states into blue states and blue states into purple states. We're trying to turn the economy from, from being in a recession to being in a progression. We're trying to turn from one way to another, but we are using and focusing on the wrong things. We need to try to turn the home. We turn the home. If we turn the home, then I believe that we can turn the world upside down. I believe if we turn the home, we can change the economy. If we turn the home, we can change politics. If we turn the home, uh, literally the home houses the moral fiber of our community. It is the uh, uh, formable years. It is the, 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 the years where children's minds are being shaped inside the homes, their intellect, their perceptions, the things that we have going on in our world that we're fighting right now. Now, we're not taught in the schools. No, no, no. My brother, my sister, ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is taught in the homes. Racism is not just taught in the schools. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The curriculums that's used, I know the schools are using it, and I understand the teachers are teaching in the schools, and I understand the administrators are part of the school, but it started way before the institution of the school. It starts in the home. The curriculum writers are, come, are, are individuals who was taught that stuff in the home. The teachers, the administrators, the principals, the deans are individuals who comes from somebody's house. Everybody comes from somebody's house. And if we're going to fix, oh God, the foundation and the rudiments of our society, we've got to repair the home. We've got to fix the house. We've got to fix the home. Broken homes call for broken communities. Broken communities call for broken institutions and societies. It's the home that's the basis, ladies and gentlemen. It's the home that is the foundation. It is the house. My God, it's your house. It's in your house. It's in your house. The challenges, the attacks, the demonic planting and the, the, the satanic warfare is all in your house. Your house is your sanctuary. My God, I hope I'm helping somebody here today. You got to understand that no matter where you go in this life, you got to go home. You got to go home. You got to go home. You can go on vacation, but after vacation, you got to go home. You can go away or an extended stay somewhere, but you got to go home. You can go visit a friend and sleep over, but eventually you've got to go home. You cannot avoid the place that you call home. Oh, Lord, and I don't want to get too psychological on you today, but the truth of the matter is uh, there are some of you who are traumatized in your present life because of the trauma, tra uh, tragedy and the trauma that you experienced in your home while you were growing up. Some of you are experiencing PTSD, my God, post-traumatic stress disorder. You, you, you're, you're dealing with some issues now in your adulthood that were imputed when you were a child growing up at home. How you were raised, how you were spoken to and talked to, how, how you were allowed to behave, what you got away with, and, and your siblings or no siblings at all, how much money you had, how much uh, exposure you had as a child, what you watched on television, all of that is home training. You know what's wrong with some folks? They didn't have good home training. They didn't have good home training. Come on here. Grown men now are, are acting like five-year-old brats because they didn't have good home training. Women, 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 women who are uh, egotistical and self-righteous didn't have good 
home training. You can talk to people like that and you can behave like that and you think you can get away with stuff that way because you didn't have good home training. So the lack of leadership in the home, God help us through here, will cause a productivity of the kind of society that we are embracing right now. We see what we see because there has been broken homes. And broken homes are due to the absence of leadership in the house. God help us. Y'all remember? Y'all remember the day uh, we used to have leaders in the house like Big Mama, Big Mama, Big Mama, Big Mama. But now Big Mama, Big Mama is either dead, Big Mama ain't here no more, or Big Mama trying to find her boo. Big Mama trying to drop it like it's hot. You understand? Big Mama, Big Mama now. The, the, the essence, the concept of Big Mama, the concept of the senior matriarch of the family, or even the patriarch of the family, has, has become null and void. We don't see it. We don't even see it. Oh, after Big Mama died, who's Big Mama now? Who do we turn to? Who do we turn to? All the aunties are crazy, and all of the, all of the uncles are wilding out, and everybody's doing their own thing. We, we don't do what we used to do when Big Mama was around, hmm? because there was a sense of leadership. There was respect to leadership. There was reference to leadership in the home. My God. <laughs> could it be, could it be that some of you are challenged by leadership on your job because you never saw proper leadership in your house? Lord, I'm messing with you, but I'm not scared of you. Huh? Could it be that some of you, uh-oh, even have challenges with leadership in the church because you've never been exposed to consistent leadership in your house? So you really ain't mad at your pastor, but you have never seen a person be consistent and present in your life long enough for them to influence and affect your decisions. Because you've always done what you wanted to do, when you wanted to do it, and however you wanted to do it. And you tell your mama and daddy off, and you talk to them like they're your siblings, and you talk to them like they're beneath you. Come on here, because that's what you allow. That's the culture you grew up in. That's the kind of atmosphere the environment that you embrace. But brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to see this thing turn, if we're going to see a shift, if we're going to embrace something different by God on Father's Day, let's embrace a healing in the house. There's a healing in the house. I don't know who that word is for, but let me tell you right now, there's a healing in your house. God wants to heal your house. God wants to heal your house. God wants to heal your house because there has been damage done to the home and there has been a removal of proper leadership and everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes and everyone is doing whatever they want to do. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that's not why he saved us. That's not why he delivered us. That's not why he brought us out. Uh, we're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to look like the rest of them. We're supposed to be deaf. Different, different, different. If you are saved, if you are a believer, if you are a child of God, your house should be different. So I, I wanna, I wanna submit to you very humbly. Are you, are you tracking with me? I wanna submit to you very humbly that maybe, just maybe, just maybe, uh, the pandemic called coronavirus, the pandemic, the global epidemic called. 
COVID-19, possibly God is using it to resurrect hmm, what's been lost in the house. And he wants us to return back home and stay there till we fix what's in the house. Oh God, oh God, I need somebody to cry cry out real loud, Lord, heal my house, heal my house, heal my house. Whatever's going on in your house, whatever didn't go on in your house, whatever should have happened but didn't happen in your house. Come on, Lord, heal my house. I need my house healed. I need my house healed. How you view marriage and how you view money and how you view ministry and how you view uh, uh, jobs and education and, and how you perceive and how you relate all with things that you learned in your house, but God wants to heal your house. And in order to do so, he wanted you to live in it and stay there to see is your house healed. I I know that there's a lot of saints, I know there's a lot of saints who are eager to go back to the church. Some saints, they're eager to go back to the church. They're they ready to go back in, get their dance on, get their praise on. They're ready to shout and bump and they're ready to preach, holler, scream and, and do all that we did in our Pentecostal charismatic expression. I know I know, we can't wait to get back in church. But but, but let, me, let me humbly submit to you that there's a possibility that God wants you to turn your house into your church. Could it be, could it be that he didn't want you to chase the church house, but he wanted you to chase your house until your house becomes a house of prayer. Oh God, until your home is your sanctuary, until your house is your church. Because if you can't meet them at your house, by God, all you're doing is performing at the church. If you don't uh, entertain him in your house, then it's nothing uh, but a performance when you get in front of a congregation. If you don't worship in your house, it ain't real when you get among the saints. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I want to suggest to you very humbly that God is using this era and this season to resurrect something that we got away from, and that is ministry in the house. Ministry in the home. Oh God. And I want to reveal to you from this text in 1 Peter chapter number 2 that God says, I want your house to be different. I don't care what anybody else is doing. There's got to be a line of demarcation. There's got to be a mode of difference with your house from everybody else's house. How your children are raised and how their children are raised got to be different. How they grew up and how you grow up has got to be different. What difference is there about you? In other words, your house has got to be sanctified. Sanctified, 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 set apart, different. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. We have a house like this world, but our house don't have to be like this world. Oh, come on here. I'm trying to tell somebody that the scripture here in 1 Peter 2 says that there's got to be a difference. It says, lay aside the malice. 
and the guile and the hypocrisies and the envies and the evil speaking. Lay it aside, lay it aside like newborn babies. He said, desire the sincere milk of the word that you can grow. Hmm? If you can taste it, you'll see that the Lord is gracious and good. Do you see, do you see the home training that's being revealed here in 1 Peter 2? The home training. He said, raise up babies. Give them the milk of the word. Uh, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when it grow old, they, should, should, they shall not depart from it. Raise them up right. Raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Parents, it's time for you to get your backbone back. It's time for you not to stop being weak and jelly back. Come on here and remind the house that there's one queen and one king in that castle. You got to remind the house that there's a leader that's present. Come on. If you're raising your children by yourself, I don't care if you're a single parent household, you've got to remind them that there's a leader. Just because that boy and girl don't have a daddy doesn't mean you got to compromise discipline. I don't know who I'm talking to. Just because they don't have, their mama ain't around doesn't mean that you got to give them the world. Don't spoil them because somebody's not present. You're doing more damage than you are doing good. Raise them babies to fear God. Raise them babies to reverence the Lord. Raise them to taste the goodness and the graciousness of our God. Raise them with leadership in the house. He, got, he said, separate all this stuff. I want, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, when your house is separated, when your house is sanctified, you can't do everything in your house. Mm -mm. You can't do everything in your house. You got to, uh, there's some things that can't go down in my house. No, you can't talk a certain way in my house. You can't listen to certain music in my house. You can't watch certain things on television in my house. No, say what you want to, do what you will. But the reality of the matter is uh, you are welcoming things uh, inside your home that shouldn't be there. And later on, it's going to be challenging to fight the devil to get out of there. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I want today for you to start viewing your house and have the level of respect and reverence for it that you do the church. I don't know. I don't know if y'all can get what I'm saying, huh? I'm throwing it. I hope you're catching it. The respect that you have in the church, the reverence that you have for the sanctuary of the house of God, you ought to have the same kind of respect in your house. If you don't let it go down in the church, then it shouldn't go down in your house because your house, at least for the last couple of months, has been your church. Oh God, if you don't listen to it in the church, you shouldn't listen to it in your house. If you don't use that language in the church, my God, then you shouldn't use that language in the house. But God, God help us. When some uh, that's like Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of, e of Eli, who don't care what go down in the church, who do anything in the church, who do anything, they'll do anything in their house. And that's why they say anything in the church. And they say anything and do anything in the house of the Lord because they don't have any respect respect for the house of God neither do they have respect for their own house brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen I'm here to tell you you've got to bring it to your house
Respect where you lay your head. Respect when you eat at the dinner table. Reverence the atmosphere and the environment uh, that you spend the most of your time. My God, can I help you a little further? Uh, your home, your house is your largest bill. Mm -hmm. It's your largest bill. Whether you're paying rent or mortgage or lease, it's your largest bill. It's taking, for some of you, your whole paycheck, one whole paycheck goes to your rent. Half, 50%, 75% of your paycheck goes to your rent. Why would you allow the devil to take over what you paid for? Why would you allow the enemy to take up habitation to what you worked hard to maintain? Kick that devil out of your house and take back your home, take back your place and arise as a leader in your house. Brothers, brothers, can I preach to the brothers? Happy Father's Day. If you don't have any children, brothers, 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 you are the king of your castle. You are the prophet, the priest, and the king. You are the protection. You are the security. Hmm? You are the wall of defense. You are the fortifier of your homes. Everything that comes in your home is because you gave it permission to walk up in there. Huh? And as a man of God, you are to rise up in authority and say, no, 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 no. If I see it in my house, I will evict it today, today, today. I want somebody to help me serve an eviction notice on every spirit that has come in. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. There's an eviction notice that must be served on demons and devils. There's an eviction notice that must be served on perceptions. There's an eviction notice that must be served on things and ideologies that came and crept in your house. It crept in through the movies. It crept in through the music. It crept in through visitors and guests you let sleep over. My God, you gotta uh, not only be concerned about somebody they bring it over bed bugs. You better be concerned about what spirits they bring it over. Hmm? Uh, but today, let's serve an eviction notice. We got to serve an eviction notice. And, and I believe that it's a state law in the state of New York. Watch this. In the state of New York, it's a state law that if anyone stays with you longer than 30 days, they are now considered a resident of that address. God help. And you cannot just put them out because the court won't allow you to evict them because for the last 30 days, that's been their address. What are you saying to me, Dr. Shaw? This is what I'm saying to you, that the longer you let it stay, the harder it'll be to get rid of it. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta catch it. You gotta catch it. You gotta catch what I'm throwing. The longer you let that concept stay there, the harder it'll be to get rid of it. The longer you let them children act and behave that way, the harder it will become to get rid of it and shape them up right. The longer you allow things to get away and slip by, the more difficult it will be come to evict it and get rid of it. But today, but today, we serve a heavenly eviction notice on things that stayed too long and did too much. And we evict it. We cast it out. Hallelujah. Even of our homes. Watch this. He tells them, he says, he starts talking about the stone, the stumbling stone, the chief cornerstone, the rock of offense. 
Huh? Uh, those who are disobedient and those who are obedient. He sets a clear mark, demarcation between the different types of homes and the different types of houses. But verse number nine is the part that blessed me. And this is where we're going to bring it home, y'all. Verse number nine, he says, but you. The word but is the conjunction word. But what it does as it brings together two thoughts, but what it does is it negates the previous thought. In other words, he says, you are not gonna be disobedient. You are not gonna be a stumbling block. You don't possess the rock of offense, but you, 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 you who are watching, you who are listening, you, but you are a chosen generation. My God, you are chosen. You're chosen by God. You are a royal priesthood. When you hear the word generation, you hear the word uh, uh, generate. Hmm? You are a selected generation. You are a royal priesthood. When you hear the word royal, you think of the word family and inheritance. And you think of, of, of the concept of, of a king and a ruler and a prince and a princess and a queen. Come on here. But priesthood, 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 priesthood is those who make sacrifices and those who minister to the Lord. And so when you combine the two, you got household priesthood. And some of us in the church have been for years dependent upon the pastor, dependent upon the man of God, dependent upon the bishop, dependent upon the woman of God. You've been dependent upon those who are in the church. But I'm here to tell you, they lead in the church. You got to lead in your house. And because we've been in the house for the last three months, my God and more, uh, you now have got to lead in your home uh, in the realm of the priesthood which means uh, you've got to do your prayers. You can't wait till the pastor say, bow your head and close your eyes. You've got to study your Bible. You can't wait till the preacher say, open up your Bible with me and turn with me. No, 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 no. You've got to have family devotion. You've got to have family prayer time. You've got to do it. And now because the virus is here, there are things that we as the preacher can't even do because of the impending virus. So I had are off, my God. We can't even touch you. We can't even lay hands on you. But because you are a royal priesthood and because you're going to tap into household priesthood, you can lay hands on yourself my God. You don't have to wait for the bishop to do it. You don't have to wait for the pastor to do it. You don't have to wait for a prophet to do it. And the Bible says physician, heal thyself because we're going to tap into household priesthood. We don't have to wait for the preacher. We don't have to wait for the priest. We don't have to wait for the clergyman. Come on here. You can lay hands on yourself. You can even prophesy to yourself, just like David, when they spoke of stoning him, when they was about to get rid of him, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You got to prophesy to yourself. You don't have to wait to prophet Boogaloo come to town. You can begin to speak over your own life. Weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Prophesy to yourself that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver me from out of it all prophesy to yourself I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field going in and coming out I'm blessed come on you can prophesy to yourself household priesthood hey, by God brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen God is challenging you to turn your house 
into your church. Turn your home into your sanctuary. Turn your bedroom into your cathedral. You've got to sanctify that house and do it from the house. Why? Because you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Watch this. You're a holy nation. You're a holy nation and peculiar people, brothers and sisters. Uh, come on. We've seen it here even at Crown Ministries. I haven't been able to serve you communion. Uh, we've had communion, but I haven't been able to serve it to you. How did you do it? You got your own bread. You got your own juice. And we prayed over it together. And you took your own bread and took the body of the Lord. You took your own juice and the blood of the Lord. And you took it because it's household priesthood now. Uh, you don't have to wait for the preacher to have communion. You can commune with God any day, any hour. Come on. It's household priesthood. That's what leadership is in the house. It's household priesthood. I would even further uh, suggest to you, by God, if some, one of your family members gets saved, right there in your house, and you want to baptize them, you ain't got to wait for the church to open up the baptism pool. You ain't got to wait till the church call for mass baptism. Run that water in your bathtub. Put them in the bathtub and put them down there in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We waiting on colors. We waiting on colored shirts. We waiting on rings and crosiers. We waiting on somebody that got a title and more letters behind their name than the alphabet. But I'm here to tell you, 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 you are the royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a chosen generation. You are who the Lord is calling for and has anointed. It's household priesthood. Household priesthood. Start acting like the preacher of your house. Start behaving like the pastor of your home. Start acting like the bishop of your address. And don't let the devil take over. And don't let the devil have his way today. I charge, challenge each and every one of you to arise into a priesthood that you never thought you were worthy of. Uh, you didn't have to go to school for this one. All you had to do was endure hardness like a good soldier. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Hmm? He's called you forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're supposed to show forth the praises of God. That means you don't have to wait for a church service. You don't have to wait to log on to our live stream. But you can praise him on Saturday. You can praise him on Wednesday. You can thank him on Monday. You you can shout and dance on Sunday night. Come on here. Three o'clock in the morning. Get up in your house and cause the spirit and the presence of God to take over in that home. For he inhabits, he inhabits, he inhabits the praises of his people. If you praise him, he'll show up in your house. If you worship him, he'll show up in your house. If you call him, he'll answer. He's near. He's in your house. And I need the priests of the house to rise up. I need the priests of the house. Come on men, you're the priests of the house. Come on women, you're the priests of the house. Come on children, you're part of the priesthood. You're part of the chosen generation. You're part of the peculiar people. Operate and function as priests in the house. And when we do, then we shall see leadership like we have never seen it before in the house. When the leadership in the house takes over, 
Then the leadership in the community takes over. And then the leadership of society takes over. And then the government turns. And then every institution and system follows what's happening in the house. I pray for your house today. I pray for your house. I pray for your home. I pray for where you lay your head. I pray for the place that you eat your dinner. And I pray for everyone living under your roof. Today, God is calling for on this Father's Day and every other day thereafter, household priesthood. No longer will you wait for those who are in the church to do what you can do in your own house. When Joshua and the children of Israel crossed over into Canaan land and they got through the Jericho and got into their promise, they began to distribute the land to which tribe and that tribe and every other tribe. And all of a sudden, Joshua made this denotation. Y'all go and do what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Y'all can't return back to the gods of Egypt. You can't turn back to the gods that you had before the flood, before the, the, the crossing of the, of, of the Red Sea. You've got to serve the Lord, your God. He delivered you. He said, I don't care what y'all do. Y'all do what y'all do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to pastor your own house. You've got to lead in your own home. It's called household priesthood. It's time that you implement it. It's time that you institute it today. As of today, set order, set a precedence. It's going to be hard for people to change because people don't like change, even your family. But I'm here to tell you that if you do it, God will be pleased and you could change a generation and you could change a people, a society, a community can be changed by what happens in your house. Today, I want to pray for somebody. I want to pray for someone right now whose home is in disarray, whose home has been discombobulated, whose home has been taken over by enemies, whose home has been taken over by demonic or satanic forces and powers. Today, I want to pray for your house. I want to sanctify your house, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to find a bottle of oil. Get some oil somewhere. Find some oil. Go run in the kitchen and get you some, uh, uh, some vegetable oil. I don't care if it's Crisco oil. Oil, oil is symbolic to the Holy Spirit. I wish that you would have some Goya oil, some anointing oil. If you could get that, get that. But find you some oil. Find you some oil real quick. Find you some oil. Find you some oil. And I want to pray right now. And I want to pray a prayer of consecration upon you. Right here virtually. Right here on live and live stream. I want to pray a prayer of consecration of every individual that's under the sound of my voice. And I want to remind you of your selection to be a chosen generation. And I want to consecrate you as a priest in your home and in your house. You pay the rent there. You pay the bills there. I want to consecrate you as a priest in your house. And I want to pray the hand of God be upon you. Take that oil. Anoint yourself right now. You can put a cross on your forehead. Put a dot on your forehead. I don't care what you do, but put some of that oil on your head. Take some of that oil and put it on your ears. Come on, anoint your ears. You're a priest now. Anoint your ears. All right? Take some of that oil and wipe it in, wipe it in your hands. Wipe it in your hands. Your hands got to get it. Your hands got to get it. Come on, take some of that oil and wipe it on your feet. Pour it on your foot. No, both of your feet. Put, pour it on there. 
Huh? It's wherever you go. Your steps have got to be ordered. Take some of that oil, put it on your mouth. Hmm? Put it around your mouth. It's the words that's spoken in that house. Hmm? The words that are revealed and come out of your, your heart and out of your mouth. It's got to be right in that house. The right words, the right language in that house. Huh? And as you've anointed yourself, I pray this prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now for that priest. I pray for that priest. For in you there's neither male nor female. In you, we all are priests who have been called out of darkness into your marvelous light. I pray a consecrated prayer upon their life right now that you will anoint them for that address. Anoint them for where they live. Anoint them, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus for where they reside and where they sleep and every child that's in their home their spouse and every person living with them, I pray God that you would cause great deliverance and breakthrough to occur in that house. We shift their perception and their thinking that they would glorify you even in their thinking and their behavior. I pray uh, that there's a new wave of glory that comes in that house. Meet them in that house. Angels of the Lord, you're free to visit that house. We erect an altar, an altar, an altar. We tear down our shrines, but we erect altars unto you in our homes. We sanctify our homes as sanctuaries. And I thank you that it starts with the priest who's listening right now, who's watching right now. The priests uh, who has the oil upon them now, like you did upon David, anoint them. Anoint them, anoint them, anoint them. Anoint them, almighty God. Anoint them as priests, as chosen generation, as the royalty that you've called to send forth your priests. I thank you now for doing it. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.